What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel. And Javi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We are here with our episode 14, Brown Sound Season 23, <laughs> Season 4, Episode 14. How's it going, Cheek Are you surviving the weird cold front we're getting here in Idaho? Uh, oh, f- yes, absolutely. I'm so confused <laughs> about what to wear because yesterday morning it was like raining and freaking cold, and then mm. middle of the day got freaking hot, and I was wearing a sweater. <laughs> and I'm one of those people that, like, once I, yeah. you know, get my fit on, for the day i don't want to mess it up so i'm like yeah. nope i'm wearing a sweater the rest of, the rest <laughs> of my work you know what i mean i yeah. can't i can't mess with the fit cheek X. if i'm looking good i'm looking good <laughs> yeah yeah no i i agree you know I, yesterday i woke up and it was like 43 degrees and i was getting ready for work and i'm like dang do i have to turn the heat back on you know and <laughs> it's been set on the cold side but yeah no it's it's weird and that's comes with idaho you know our weather's weird just was, like the people that live here <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I that's definitely a part of living in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, no, Cheekex, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what's what's new with you. What's what's been happening lately? Um, yeah, what have you done? Oh, our well, listeners want to yeah. know. All two of our all two of yeah. our fans want to know what you're doing. Our two, our two loyal listeners. Yeah. No, um, well, over the weekend, you know, we got to celebrate Juneteenth. Michaela Thompson and her her team at Indigenous Creatives hosted their fourth annual Juneteenth event in in Lapway, and come to find find out we our reservation was is the first reservation throughout the US to acknowledge Juneteenth and have a celebration Whoa. within their reservation borders so that was pretty cool and pretty cool to see that like you know our tribe is leading this um movement you know that's happening right. so especially Michaela you know I know I've known Michaela since we were in high school she's just like I said before she wears a million hats she's got yeah, like, yeah. you know she's just doing everything and she had um a Juneteenth after party so after the celebration in the park she had like an after party and it definitely was a party. I I had like, good time. Good time. I had yeah. I was glad we had Monday off because it. I needed the extra day to recover, and you know it was just it was it was good. It was a lot of good times, good people, and just cool to be you know celebrating that in with my community. And so, um, but yeah, what about you? What you do over the weekend? How did you? Yeah. How did you so <laughs> how did so you celebrate? First and foremost, I want to speak to the Juneteenth event because I it's been happening for a few years on your reservation. Um, I was able to be there at one of the first couple of ones and we had such a blast. Uh, one of the yeah. things that you and I have talked about is how representation matters in mm-hmm. everything that we do. And so the fact that you have tribal members that have, you know, intersectionality with identities, they're Nimipu, but they also identify as black, right? And being yeah. able to see that kind of recognition and validation of your multiple identities on your reservation just is everything. So I, I yeah. you know, I applaud it. Congrats to Michaela and your tribe and all, everybody behind Mate- uh, Michaela's team, right, in, in supporting those efforts and your tribe for showing up and actually like celebrating with everybody, right? Yeah. It's, it's uh, Juneteenth, the day of freedom. We want to honor, acknowledge, right, and 
a push for change so we can do better and move on. Um, and yeah. so I didn't get to go this year. I think I shared last episode because it was my nephew's birthday. We had mm-hmm. such a good time. Um, it was also Father's Day's weekend, so it was good to, oh, yeah. you know, just spend time with with family and, and be good. Um, as we talked about, Latino family, cornerstone for Latinos is, is family. And, um, you know, if, if we didn't have our family, we, we wouldn't be who we are. We It wouldn't be mm-hmm. a part of our culture. So um, I want to touch, though, today, Chicax, because I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. We, uh, speaking about representation and why it matters, today we actually have a very special guest. Kiani's going to lose her, you know, <laughs> her shiz without saying yeah. words. <laughs> She's going to be so excited about our guest speaker today. Uh, one of the things I want to touch on is uh, this person has been making such a huge impact here in the area. I remember being at uh, U of I and seeing this person. We'll introduce her here shortly. Um, and even then, they were, you know, very active in the community mm-hmm. and um, especially with student clubs. And and uh, this person has a similar background. She'll be able to share, uh, you know, she, I, I imagine, and she'll share this soon, that she identifies as Latina. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited for her to be here today because, yeah. one, she has a um, unique platform right, where she's actually in media and she mm-hmm. gets to connect with our community in a way that not a lot of people can and that not a lot of people who look like us are in a position to be able to do. So it's mm-hmm. so exciting. Um, and I'm all just land the plane, Javi. <laughs> let's, introduce, <laughs> let's introduce our guest. Uh, today we have a uh, special guest, Brenda Rodriguez, who is a reporter slash anchor for KTVB and KTVB in Espanol. And uh, without further ado, everybody in your cars, let's give a brown sound welcome. Welcome to Brenda Rodriguez. What is up, Brenda? Thank you so much. It is really, truly an honor to be here. And Javi, I was like, who are you talking about? Someone else in the room? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I've been following you guys for a while, and I love everything you guys do. And it's truly an honor just to be here. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, you're you're too kind. You're going to make our heads uh, bigger than they already are. Let's keep the no. compliments going. Yeah, I'm like, oh, geez, no. Isn't that weird, Brenda, though, that when people give us compliments, it's like so weird to just take it in. Like the humble me is like, stop it. Like, no, that's not me. But then the big head me is like, oh, just keep them coming. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. It's so weird to hear it. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's also a part of like that imposter syndrome. Sometimes you're like, Wait a yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so, Brenda, our guests want to know uh, a little bit more about you would you mind sharing a little bit on your like just background a little bit on yourself yes um well see this is another awkward part because i feel like i can talk about everyone else and (laughs) you give me the topic and i feel like i would i i I do good i feel but when it comes to yourself it's like uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, no but i am from um rupert idaho and born and raised there and then i or i went to minico high school for those. I know you have like a wide range of Idaho listeners. So I feel mm-hmm. like connect to those Spartans out there. Um, <laughs> and also the Vandals. Um, yes. The Vandals mm-hmm. here. 
Yes. Um, yeah. So I went to the University of Idaho and I studied uh, broadcasting and digital media. And um, I actually moved away from the industry as a whole after school and moved to California for a couple of years. And I lived um, really close to Kiani, but down in the Bay Area. She showed okay. me a wonderful time out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved back here um, a, a couple of years ago, moved back to California to then start my um, TV or start in the uh, TV industry. Okay. And after a couple of years, moved back to Idaho. Here I am. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. I know um, it's, you know, with Kiani in the Bay, you know, anything you mentioned the Bay, it's like, she's like going to freak out over that. So I'm sure she'll, she'll definitely <laughs> it's appreciate that. Yeah. It's the movements. It's everything. Yeah, it's yeah. everything. No. Um, you know, for some of our listeners, you know, I, I know right now in our area, we actually, I believe, lost some of our like local anchors for KLEW. So I don't know who's doing our local news now, but I know, um, you know, it's just, I think it's so cool to see like the representation, you know, I know we had mm -hmm. some, I believe we had like maybe a few people of color that worked for the TV station in our local area. Cause you know, our listeners always know that like, you know, I'm up in Northern Idaho, everyone else is down South. So yeah, all the, yeah. all the cool people are in the Boise area and then I'm way up here in the North, but, um, jumping into, you know, some of our questions, you know, we talk about representation all the time. We talk about how it's important. So what does representation mean to you and why do you think it's so important, especially as um, a woman of color in, in media? Um, the first thing that really comes to mind right now, recently my mom told me um, that when I was little, I, first of all, I'm a Latina with curly hair. And um, I, my mom recently reminded me that when I was a little girl, I would always watch the news with her and I would be like, mom, I, I really want to be, I really want to be there, but I can't be there. And she's like, why, why can't you be there? You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, because they don't have curly hair. They don't have curly hair, so I can't be on there. I have curly hair. Um, so I think that there's just different aspects and, and parts of us um, yeah. as Latinos that um, we get to represent. And I think every every person of all walks of life, um, it's really important because I, we just need, that needs to be reflected in our media, really in, yeah. in any industry. But also when we talk about local news and our audience, out here we have a large latino population and truly i feel like we all deserve local news yep. um, we all deserve to know what's going on and when you don't get that you for one get misinformation and yep. To, it, it's you you're lost you don't you're not updated with your surroundings locally Brenda I you just said something that really resonated with resonated with me um in that like watching news especially growing up I would grow up and see people on the TV and the message was clear but how it landed on me sometimes didn't feel like it was for me if that made sense so whenever I I would see a person of color or Latino on the news that made it feel more real for for me like more validated like I'm getting the news from someone like me for me and they understand mm -hmm. the cultural piece of like delivering the news right and why it's important and so you saying that uh, and even seeing you like in the news like now I'm like yes yeah, somebody who actually gets the culture is saying it to us um, and because you're, you're honestly looking out for the best interest you have that lens that somebody might not because even though they may be the best reporter that cultural piece is still missing for me as a viewer um, that I, I it's the, it's a thing I can't get right unless I, I get it from someone like you yeah. no and I will say to that um, I think that when you don't have someone 
someone who looks like you in really in any industry, but here particularly in news, you can't tell those stories. And and one of the things is when the community doesn't trust your local news because maybe they don't know how to access them, maybe they don't look like them, like we just mentioned, it's hard to tell those stories when you don't know about them. Right. And what I truly appreciate about my community out here is that now, uh, at first, when I first started my career, I was scrambling to find like stories and sources and contacts and all that. But now I really do feel like a comadre or like, uh, <laughs> you know, like a like a cousin, you know, yeah. for a, a lot of us out here where people just call me and they're like, La Brenda, what do you think about this? Or I, I don't know why they call me La Brenda. It's, it's, <laughs> I've never been called that ever. <laughs> um, I just truly appreciate that. I feel like we can connect if even if we don't know each other personally, they yeah. just give me their stories. It's so easy to mm-hmm. sit there and be like, you know, let's talk about this. Like, I understand you. You understand me. Like, mm-hmm. let's just talk. Yeah. And I think that that's what was missing. And I mean, there's still more room for many more of us to take space. Yeah. Um, something that came to mind too, Brenda, just right now with you saying that is the, our community is so warm and so welcoming. But at first, especially if we want to tell our stories, we're not going to be so open to just tell anyone anybody right and so that trust piece is huge mm-hmm. um like i i even think about some of the stu- i work in higher education and sometimes students won't share something with just any staff member because that trust just isn't there so i, I can definitely relate to you know who's going to be better to tell our stories than somebody who looks like us again going back to that thing is the representation piece is is just everything um so while we're on that and to daniel's question kind of just to follow up what what caused you or, or I guess like in your journey towards become towards your career and where you're at right now um, what were some of the big factors that helped you get to that point I guess well if I'm being quite honest not believing in myself was one of the biggest barriers. And I think it was a path that I needed in order to get here because truly I, I after school, I always told everyone growing up and even in college, I'd be like, I, I'm going to be in news. Like I'm going to be a yeah. reporter one day. And when I graduated, I was like, no, that's actually just a dream. I could never, I could never get there. Like let's yeah. find an, I, I went into marketing right after. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it, well, actually, well, I was in that marketing job in San Jose, I right in front, it was a beautiful glass door and I would see a television station right in front of me. And I was like, hmm, I just couldn't stop dreaming about being there. And I felt like I just needed to be in there. And I spoke to people really close to me and also my husband who played professionally overseas and got to achieve uh, basketball that is um he got to achieve that dream that i feel like most kids or most athletes don't get to and i just saw wow if this person can actually achieve their dreams and i am so close to this person i can do that too and it really just sparked something in me manifestation is real and i just went for it i went to any station that would accept me and thankfully eureka california thank you so much (laughs) i appreciate you (laughs) um but yeah i think that that was one of my biggest struggles um to getting where i am now but it was just to i i feel like i can sit here and just say like it was a matter of believing in myself in order to get awesome i hope that's awesome Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, another thing I think that's very important, uh, especially like when you're kind of young and jumping into your career, who is someone that has inspired you or like mentored you into, you know, into your career and helped you kind of along the way, you know, 
really, I wish I could answer that. Um, I feel like I have an amazing group of family and friends who really inspire me on a daily basis. Like all my friends, I can honestly sit here and say that every single one of them, they're thriving, they're doing what they want to do, what they've always um, said that they would. And that has been an inspiring part of my life. But in terms of the industry and a mentor, I wish I could answer that because I feel like I'm still in the search of finding one. I feel like there isn't many of us in this industry. And when I think about a mentor, I really want someone who looks like me, who has gone through the same things as me, you know, and it's very, very limited. And when I do reach out to people, it's hard because they're already so busy and they're already full of mentees. And that's something that I'm still a little lost in. I don't have a mentor, but I can truly just say that the people around me in life have inspired me. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely relate to that too, because in radio, especially, uh, there's not a lot of native or indigenous people in radio. So um, I I can relate to not having a mentor, just kind of having to figure things out. But I'm not saying that there aren't natives in radio. There definitely are. And there's like over 65 tribal stations, I believe, throughout the U.S. But it has been a challenge for me, you know, personally to have a mentor, especially a native mentor who understands where I come from and my background and things like that so I, I get it i get it uh brenda i love hearing about your journey um just because everything that you're talking about even in terms of like finding a mentor and how difficult that could be in your industry and um you know daniel for a while we've had discussions about for him he, he also talks about how it's very limited to see you know indigenous folks in in radio um but as i'm thinking about it it kind of reminds me of our experience even in college a lot of us are first generation we're the trailblazers who are helping uh kind of lead efforts in, into what that is is and then supporting our family members um there's this saying i remember from encore where it's where this one of the presenters said it's not enough for us to break barriers um and you know like reach new like platforms or or positions or reach new milestones it's also our responsibility to hold the door open for everybody else behind us and so even though for you you're not getting a mentor right now as much as you're searching and maybe you will get one soon who knows um just imagine like all the people you'll be able to mentor uh mm-hmm. you know once more folks start to come into to that industry too and that'll be so amazing because think about all the cool insight you're going to be able to give and um right. essentially us in in the positions we are now we are removing obstacles and creating more opportunities and you know i one of the things i talked about with uh, a coworker recently was uh, that some folks that have been in, and it could be a generational thing, I don't know, maybe just older folks have this mentality of, well, I went through that and, you know, you have to earn your stripes too to, to prove that you're, you know, you should be here. And um, I, I refuse that. I don't like that at all. I'm I'm of the mindset of if if we're here now, you know, my siblings should have it easier, or like my cousins should have it easier, um, because then they can focus on new things that I haven't been able to reach, right, or get to higher positions in, in the field. So I'm again, what you're saying definitely resonates with me. I'm like, wow. Um, let me ask you a little bit more about some of the challenges you have faced uh, in in breaking into the industry. Like, what are some things that stand out to you that you know new people 
people who are also aspiring to get there, what might they face? Well, when we're talking about, um, I'm, well, I am a Latina and um, in a very white dominated space here in Idaho uh, and industry, um, I, the things, I think some of the things that um, I encounter is just those microaggressions. Like for example, there was a veterans parade, right? And there was like salsa in the newsroom and they made uh, like a lot of salsa for our team and someone was passing by and I was just minding my business and they were like hey Brenda thanks for the salsa (laughs) I was like Salsa. Um, uh, what do you What do you mean, salsa? <laughs> and they're like in the break room. I'm like, uh, you mean the veteran salsa? And <laughs> and um, is that microaggressions? Is that what? Yes. Okay. So, anyways, later on, they were like, "Hey, Brenda, can you stay a little later to help us with X, Y, and Z?" And I was like, "No, actually, I have to run home and make the salsa." so So i think there's a lot of that and i think and and i i love all my coworkers. i genuinely just don't think that they realize that they're doing this and Mm -hmm. it feels like a constant battle of like teaching or like fighting for your space or i don't know and and that could be draining i just wish that it could just be so normal (laughs) that we can all just coexist in the same industry and not (laughs) do those kind of things um, also I speak two languages and I know a lot of us do and um, when it comes to anchoring we we read a lot right so um, pronouncing names that I've never heard of before that are or, or some words really that I've never heard of and I think it's so easy for people to be like hey Brenda even viewers like hey Brenda you mispronounce this word it's actually pronounced like this but the moment it comes to to the moment it comes to say a Spanish word. Nobody cares to be like, hey, Brenda, how do you pronounce Garcia? Like, how do you pronounce that? Nobody. Everybody's just like, (laughs) this is how you pronounce it, and we're going with it. And so I think there's that double standard. Like, I'm held to this standard of having to, because I'm in this position, to know how to pronounce everything correctly and um, to be okay with how people pronounce things that are said in my language, right? Or names that are said in my language. And I've voiced that. I have an amazing team where I can speak up and say, hey, like, you know, you can ask the brown person in the room and say, hey, how do you feel? <laughs> this last night? You know, um, and, 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 and they've, they are amazing. They let me speak up and they listen. And I, I, I love that about them. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm all here for a good. That's so funny, though. Uh, I actually got to go and make tomorrow salsa. So I can't. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like oh, if there's, good times. If, if there's anyone that knows microaggressions, it's definitely Javi. He feel, I feel like you deal with a lot of microaggressions. Oh my way, more than I, way more than I have to, but it's that's, that's crazy. I, you know, I can, uh, it's just one of those. I've definitely, I've definitely been asked, uh, not where I work now, but in a previous position, uh, someone, uh, someone said they uh, could tell that I was from Caldwell because of my accent. And I, <laughs> and I was like, what? accent i don't <laughs> i'm like i english is my second language i did learn to speak english after spanish but in the history of my life that was the first time anyone had ever said to me that i had an accent or that they could tell that it was from caldwell i'm like well what is a caldwell accent like? <laughs> 
Okay, but wh- where are you from, hubby? Yeah, where am I really from, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but really speaking about Caldwell, though, I just recently moved to the Caldwell area. I bought a house out here. And I, I mean, I, look, I'm from Rupert and went to school in Moscow. So I've never been really around this area. Like coming to yeah. Boise was such a, a like a big thing, a vacation for, for our <laughs> families, you know. Um, So we never really came out here. I never got to explore this area. But when I got here and everybody would be like, hey, where'd you find your apartment or where did you where do you live? Um, at first, I was living in Nampa and mm-hmm. everybody was like so shocked they're like oh why there <laughs> yeah. and I kept then I had to ask my neighbors like hey is, is this place okay <laughs> like why is everyone giving me this response so now I feel like I have to fight I'm not even from this area but I feel like I have to fight for Caldwell and <laughs> so fun fact I got a pic a picture or a sticker I love it it's okay to be from Caldwell <laughs> Because we, <laughs> this, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. This is for like anybody I talk to that you know I tell them from Caldwell because there's this big misconception, and part of this could be like a microaggression, or it could just be like systematic maybe racism. I don't know. But people have, I, I, and let's be very clear here: Caldwell has a high population of Latinos. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Um, compared to other places here in the area, maybe Nampa is giving Caldwell a run for their money uh, in terms of of that. But Caldwell and, you know, I grew up in Caldwell. I love Caldwell. Caldwell has a high population of Latino folks. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, if you are, you know, from Meridian out into Boise, uh, definitely (laughs) CUNA and Eagle, there's this misconception that, why would you you go to Caldwell? It's not safe. Uh, And, you know, I've lived in Caldwell my whole life. I've never had an issue. I love the community. People are so friendly. Uh, But there's definitely this like stigma, whatever you want to call it, stereotype that, you know, it's not safe there. You have to be careful. Um, And that's definitely not the case, right? Right. And so I will say, though, when when I was picking the place where I wanted to live, I, my my husband and I based it on this like soul situation or moment. We tried going to different Costco's. We love going to Costco's. We tried going to the one in Meridian. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt uncomfortable, you know? Like, I'm like, you know, I don't think I fit in here. And then I went to the one in Nampa, life-changing. You talk about how people don't really feel safe in this area, mm-hmm. but for me, I felt like I was home. I felt like I was yes. safe. And I was like, right? I don't live here. Like, my compadres, my cousins, my familia, they all <laughs> live here. <laughs> the is down the street. Like, yes, right. I'm living here. I right? And and then, like, the, if you don't feel safe anywhere, um, Costco is the place you should definitely feel, like, <laughs> yeah. welcome. Because they just got everything I definitely get that. I, yeah, yeah, forget that. <laughs> oh, just on a tangent. It's <laughs> funny. I'm like, every time I've hung out down in Colorado, I have a good time. You know, I feel like kind of safer more when there's more like brown people around than there yeah. are. So I'm like, oh, I have a good old, good old time in Caldwell. But yes, and yeah. and I just and I just want to say for our uh, brown sound. Uh, listeners that are not brown, right? Uh, this isn't to say that I don't love being in community with you at all. So I need to clarify. But what I, one of the things I do want to clarify though is 
when you walk into spaces that are not, that are very visibly and very, <laughs> you know, just from stepping in, you realize, oh, I, you know, I, there's not people like me here. You become so hyper vigilant about like just your surroundings. Um, and it's, it's kind of nice sometimes to not feel like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just go to Costco and be like, oh, I could shop here and it's fine. Uh, I don't need to worry about getting asked where I'm really from while I'm in line at Costa Vida. (laughs) And the fact that everybody, you know, on Sundays, we dress up, we go to church, we dress up to go to Walmart. I mean, in Rupert, that's all we would do, go to church and then go to La Walmart. And out here, like, everybody's dressed up on Sunday and I walk (laughs) it. Like, my place. (laughs) Um, Well, that's funny that you guys dress up to go to Walmart because at my Walmart, people definitely do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the Walmart in my area, they're not dressed no. up. <laughs> oh my God. Go to Rupert. La Walmart and, and well, it's Burley. Everybody. Tacones, dresses, oh, like Walmart. beautiful. It's so what? beautiful. Beautiful. Is that, like, yeah. is that like the mall for down there? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well and and i have other reasons reasons like i would prefer this is also speaking to how bougie i am a little bit but i prefer to shop at target because it's you know what i mean but the reason i also avoid walmart here and i'm just if any of my listeners are my old high school people i'm just about to tell myself but i will literally just avoid going there because i hate running into people i graduated with and i hate the small talk and please don't hate me if you're listening but (laughs) if you know if i wanted to keep in touch and catch up i would have kept in touch and kept up (laughs) so i see you at walmart (laughs) i'm i'm good with just uh you know just friendly wave uh and you know it's nice to see you you're doing well (laughs) i hear you i hear you i respect that look i don't have anyone out here that i grew up with really so (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i like that one right over here Yeah. Oh, that was good, y'all. You, y'all just—that was such a good time. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's it's always so interesting because my experience going to stores in this part of Idaho where I live in is way completely different than my experience going to a store in like Southern Idaho. So like in this area, obviously there's like rednecks and there's Make America Great Again shirts and hats and flags and all kinds of people. So it's oh, I always like for me if I could avoid going to a store, especially. Especially in the town that I work in, because I where I work in, it's it's an hour away from where I live, and so um, I live in the town where there's like this majority of tribal members. But the town or the town I work in is non um, majority tribal members, so it's like it's always just kind of interesting. Like even when Javi came up one time, we went to Winco, and you're like, "Why is everyone staring at us?" And I'm like, oh, "Oh yeah, like first time in Lewiston. <laughs> Get used to it." <laughs> well, and we talked about that one time, Daniel, um, in one of the previous episodes. It's like anytime you step out of your community, I seriously just lower expectations for what experience I'm about to have because I'm just like, I'm definitely not going to get the food and I don't think I'm going to get the community vibe. Uh, so I'm not from there, but yes, uh, at least I go into it understanding I'm definitely not going to be experiencing the same things. Um, switching gears a little bit into, uh, you know, Brenda, you're our guest. Let's ask you questions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
what is some um, what is some advice that you would give to our youth who are interested in following in your footsteps? You know, babe, think of baby Brenda uh, and, you know, her goal to be a newscaster with her curly hair. Um, what would you tell her? Sometimes I feel like I need to hear from young Brenda because she was so open and free and like, I'm going to be a newscaster one day. Um, But no, I think one of the things that I would um, tell someone who's looking into this industry is to really give your chance to do internships. I really feel like internships are a step in the right direction. Um, And I know for a lot of us, we can't do these internships because they're unpaid, right? And I'm also on the board for Voces Internship of Idaho, which provide, I mean, it was, it's for Latinos and you get paid to do an internship. Um, And so that's already cutting down that barrier that uh, for us who who have to work the summers, you know, uh, when you're off of school, this is just a great way. So, but really just take advantage of those opportunities. If, If you're curious, about something like maybe working a microphone or working a camera, like go throw yourself out there, call your radio stations, call your television stations and say, Hey, I'm curious about this. Can I just go tour? Can I just be like, throw yourself in those spaces? Mm -hmm. We all belong in these spaces and we should, we, we should be taking up all these spaces. Right. So I think that that's one. And also it's scary to go up to people and ask them questions and find a mentor. And I think that that is really one of the reasons why I also don't have one. Um, mm-hmm. It's because I never allowed myself to do that. And I yeah. think that that's one thing that I wish I could tell the little Brenda is go talk to people. Don't be scared to ask them questions mm-hmm. and say, hey, can you help guide me? You guys both mentioned this earlier. We Once you get to these positions, it's beautiful to be able to help the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that you didn't get to do growing up, yeah. just making it easier for the next people. So ask questions, throw yourself in those spaces. You belong there. I'll just inspire you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy you know, coming out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One of, the, one of the things you said, though, Brenda, in terms of like reaching out and asking for tours, I like I didn't know that. I didn't know that no. we could that we could do that. So you sharing this message to our listeners is not giving them permission. But now you're like saying, wow, and I, I didn't realize that. Now I can and I should yeah. if I'm interested. Right. Mm-hmm. I also think it's great that you brought up Voices internship because I have heard about it. I don't know a whole lot. But how does one apply? So let's say we have a listener who's like really interested in, in Voices. What's the process to become? an intern for Voices? How do they go through that process? Yeah, so we do have, um, we work with local stations, whether that's in the radio space, TV, um, digital print, and um, we try to get applications. So you do apply to this. You go to the website, Voices Internship of Idaho website, and just apply whenever there's those openings. And usually Mm -hmm. they're for the fall or fall semester, summer. Right now we're in the summer and we're looking at those fall applicants. And then we also have spring. But just apply to those ask questions if you really don't know um, how to answer a question on the application or how to you know fill out a resume you know like ask those questions we're all here we've all been there we've all had these questions so ask we're, we're um, a text away or a DM away and we're all very eager to get you in the door so we don't have the salsa incident to happen anymore right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's essentially how it works um, some some stations do pay for their interns and 
and we help pair them with a Latino who's interested in this industry. But after that, we do do a round of interviews and you're selected depending on our funds that we do have available. But it's a pretty straightforward process. And mm -hmm. the cool thing, and I'm going to keep mentioning this, but the cool thing about this, this internship is that we're all, we've all been there and we're just eager to get you in the door so ask us anything okay that's awesome i always think it's so cool that like you know now the youth growing up have people like ourselves to you know help them in a way you know i just recently got to speak with some coeur tribal youth at a youth camp and i got to share about my experience and you know, my journey in radio and the importance of like being in control of your own narrative as an indigenous person and you know for so yeah. long our stories have always been told by non-natives and so um being able to like kind of speak to the youth is something that I've been like recently kind of getting invited to to do and I always feel like am I the right person because I'm kind of rugged you know <laughs> like I'm, uh, I'm like oh, I don't know but I'm always so like I always think about that though like you know growing up I didn't have that and have someone in or worked in radio to you know tell me about the radio station or anything yep. like that so I always think it's pretty cool that especially cool I, I've heard of the Voices internship too so that's that's awesome work that y'all are doing yeah thank you um before we jump into our next segment, Brenda, I want to ask you a personal question. What in your in your new job? Well, in your job, not new in your job. What is what are your favorite types of stories to cover? Or like what? Yeah. How do you decide? Like what? What are you question. like? Well, I'm so passionate about this. I, I love doing this. What is that for you? My favorite thing is to talk, obviously, about my Latino population, but in that lens that we've been needing for so long, the one that's not talking about us, like we're, you know, in gangs, we're gang members, the ones that are saying that we're all, you know, undocumented or, you know, all, all that, mm -hmm. right? I want to share those beautiful stories that our um, Latino business owners are, they're thriving or our community members. I mean, Caldwell High School, I am so impressed with Caldwell High School because I've already done a couple stories on Caldwell High and mm -hmm. those kids are so impressive. They're amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I mean, just recently someone, a student, he's right now actually interning for NASA. Um, oh. Yes. And, and there's those stories. So just really changing that narrative. We have so many beautiful things that we do that we offer and um, we don't get to tell those stories. So I love that. Then now recently I've started tapping into those stories that nobody has really picked up. Like I just recently did an Idaho cold case in the Latino community. And oh, that one was really hard because I grew up hearing about it. Mm -hmm. And to just listen to those family members say, why is my story? not important. Why why is my family member not important? You yeah. hear about, and you know, they're all, they're all tragic, but you know, they say, they say, well, you hear about, you know, Michael Vaughn gone missing. You hear about the Lori Vallow case mm -hmm. um, and, and the Brian Koberger, the, the Idaho murder cases. And why are those stories not being picked up? And I think that that's something mm -hmm. that um, I, I'm so happy that I'm able to show, but also yeah. I will say, and I will call out my Latino community and my whole community as a whole, those stories, I can only go so far in sharing them, right? It's up to right. our community to keep that story alive and to keep sharing and to keep talking about them, right? Yeah. Um, so I think those are just two spaces that I am so passionate about right now. Awesome. No, awesome. I, and I can tell from it, I'm like, dang, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must be hard to, to kind of narrow down focus on what to cover next. I bet. Like that's, that seems like it would be hard. Like too many things are happening. How do you pick mm -hmm. just one? Right. right. The 
cool. Th- I mean, it's sometimes challenging, but I, I we have to turn in a story every single day. So, it, and it really helps that my Latino community is like, hey, here's this, or here here's this event, or here's that, you know? Um, yeah. So I haven't had that rough patch. I think the hardest thing though is to bridge the gap of like the concerns of Latinos and mm-hmm. also talking to um, the the leaders in our community that really most of them are white and yeah. can't really understand those communities. I think bridging those two have been really hard for me, but I'm slowly learning. I'm slowly trying to, you know, get everyone connected. <laughs> yeah. And how can we better our community if we're not listening to everybody in our community? and telling their stories right so i i'm here for it um well is there any more thoughts daniel or questions for brenda before we move on to our next couple of segments i'm like if you ever need a story you got two guys right here. <laughs> <laughs> i love it hey if you guys are ever in the area or in well you're you're here right you're in uh the, the treasure valley but if when you make it out here daniel come on the saturday morning show we'd love to interview you guys we'll just switch oh, the roles cool. here oh that'd be fun i'm totally i gotta i gotta to give you know your station a shout out because i got interviewed by them last fall for indigenous people's day and so okay. it was cool to you know go through that experience as being like you know getting a tv interview and then i didn't think me being a keynote for like an indigenous people's day event would cause that much attention but it kind of did and i was definitely appreciative of that so shout out to ktvb they, it's a, it's a they, big deal. Yeah, they, hooked, they hooked, hooked it up. So yeah, yeah. it was cool. <laughs> you deserve it. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, if you'll indulge me, we're gonna we're gonna change here, put a different hat on, and uh, Daniel and I like to do a language lesson where we share with our listeners, um, you know, how to say words or phrases in our. Um, it, you know, indigenous Languages? native tongues. <laughs> yeah. I always say it weird and I was thinking too much about don't say it the weird way. In our language? I think I say in our native tongues and it sounds yeah. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying really hard not to say that. Sorry. So our language lesson uh, highlights a word in English and Daniel and I uh, will share with, uh, you know, our listeners and then we will mm-hmm. all practice saying those words, uh, you know, with our listeners. Is that is that sound good? Yeah. All right. So the word we chose today is very fit because we have a star on the show is star and so daniel do you want to start us off with how to say star in nimi putim yes so in nimi putim the nespers language how to say star this is a kind of a hard one so i i apologize for those who well actually no i don't apologize for my language <laughs> um, but it's a little bit harder so it's are y'all ready it's see you okay yeah brenda you're a guest you go first <laughs> Can I get that one more time? Okay. Hixiu. 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 Yeah. Hixiu. 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 Yeah. Hixiu. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. I'm like, it's kind of a hard one for me to even say. So in Spanish, we would say estrella. To say star, you would say estrella. Estrella. There we go. Daniel's such a pro at Spanish. I always hear it again. What is it? Estrella. Yeah, no. Are you ready for KTVP in Espanol? Yeah, I'm ready. I'll, you know, I'll get a few a few drinks and I'm like, woo. 
well, he's actually really good with uh, my family. So Daniel will come and visit mm. my my family's primarily Spanish speakers, and so they'll ask Daniel some good questions, uh, and he gives it right back. So I'm always impressed. Like he's, oh. you know what I mean. And and all I got is "katsiao uh, yao," <laughs> which just means thank you. Yeah. Uh, but step it up. Yeah, I got. I I have to step it up. Um, all right. So we're at the point of the podcast. So we're kind of at the end, uh, Brenda. And this is a crowd favorite. So we actually do get a lot of good feedback. And this is everybody's favorite part. So it is our shady question round. Um, we will ask three questions that can be a little challenging and difficult. Sometimes mm-hmm. any way that you answer it will could land you in the hot seat with whoever the question is in reference to. Uh, you know, so you have a you have to have a finesse about how to how to answer it, which we are all good at. I promise you. Um, and so three questions. The rule is answer absolutely two. You can skip one uh, and, you know, we'll we'll go around and take turns. Everybody has to answer. Are you comfortable? Is everybody good with trying the segment out? Good? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the three questions we have today. Today, they're not as hard, Brenda, I promise. Okay. So um, <laughs> no, question number one. Name your current co- uh, favorite coworker and why. Question two: How do you tell a family family member that you don't like their food? And three: Think of a scary movie, any scary movie. Just think about it. Okay. What is a reason or choice someone uh, makes that gets them killed? And what would you do differently? Okay. Mm. So they're not too hard, right? They're kind of make you think. So uh, who wants to go first? We'd have our guest go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so I have to answer the first one, right? Like yep, of the order, right? Okay, so the first one, my favorite coworker, and she keeps popping up in my mind, so I I, I have to say it. Never actually said this out loud, but I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love you all. But Shira, Shira Matuzawa, um, she is amazing. Sometimes they confuse us. I mean, you we're the uh, only two brown people in the station. <laughs> she doesn't have curly hair, but she straightens it a lot. Um, she is, oh my gosh, Samoan? and okay. uh japanese okay japanese. yes so um yeah the we get people are like i'll be covering for her one day and they're like oh look at shira she loved her curly hair and i'm like actually it's it's brenda we're two different people <laughs> but, hi there uh we've been working together it's me brenda <laughs> <laughs> no 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 these are the viewers <laughs> the viewers okay got it <laughs> oh well that changes it <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes shira i i feel like we can relate on a lot of things and we are too uh, there's very a small amount of, of uh, people co-workers at my station that can that have like multiple roles and yeah. uh, we both have very similar roles um so we can really relate on a lot of things and she's really been such a a role model and a supporter um really when it comes to to me being here at ktvb so she she's amazing i love that so would you say that's work bestie that's or... work bestie. <laughs> okay called her work bestie though so that's my the awkward part of you know your work besties but who says it first (laughs) so here i go shira i guess we're we're besties please accept the request 
<laughs> this is the equivalent of saying I love you to your life partner. <laughs> Please say it back. <laughs> all right. Um, and so, so usually we'll, well, one person goes through all of them first. So next question is, how do you tell a family member you don't like their food? I am enjoying this food, but I think that maybe if you added like a little bit of salt or maybe pair it with like um, Spanish rice or white rice, like I think it would be a little bit better. But I mean, it's good now. We can just like move it up a little bit more. We can elevate. Yeah, I love it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, all now name the family member. No, just yeah. kidding. That's all for <laughs> you asked my family, and I'm the family member. So I don't want to go there. <laughs> all right. And then think of a scary movie. What is a reason or choice someone makes that gets them killed? Like, what do you do differently? They go towards danger. You're not going to catch mm. them to go towards danger. If, right? there, if there's something there, I'm not going towards it. I'm running out. Yeah. You're not catching me there. Yeah. Right. Come on. No brainer, right? Come yeah. on. Don't go. Don't run towards it. Go against yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you're next. Okay, my current favorite coworker. Um, I only have two. <laughs> so this Uh-oh. Is kind of <laughs> um, I, w- I mean, I would probably have to say my coworker Tom. We've known each other longer. We've started out the same year, so I'd probably have to say Tom. You know, he. Okay. I'm, I mean, my supervisor's cool, and we're getting to know each other and stuff. But I just haven't known him long enough. So okay, you're still you know. figuring it out. Yeah, okay, yeah. have you called each other work bestie yet? Or no, we don't use that term for each other. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no. So and, so you haven't made it official, is what you're saying? No, yeah, no. You know, you know me and how I am with titles. I'm just kidding. I'm like you know. I'm, but um, okay, so for a family member that I don't like their food usually i'll just be like oh i'm okay i already ate <laughs> oh i'm all right i, I already ate that's like that's like the one i always use and i'd be like or i always say like oh my stomach kind of hurts I'm, I'm okay you know i try to throw that out there but um and as for a scary movie what is the reason or choice someone makes themselves get killed i'd probably just say you know i would agree running to the problem like why why would go look you know usually if there's like a scary thing going on i'm not checking nothing i'm like nope i'm gonna go hide so i would say the same thing going to look at what the problem is yeah no same so my uh current uh current favorite co-worker for me is it's a tie i have two so uh brenda you didn't know this but on my team i am one of the youngest folks on the team um everybody else has like kids my age i don't know ages but they have kids my age um and so you know a little bit older but um her name is christy creamer uh i believe she uh has two full-grown adult sons that are married with grandchildren so she is amazing she gives me the greatest pep talks uh, she has called me work bestie and I have called her that back. Uh, it is just beautiful. Um, oh. and, and then we have another coworker that is, uh, you know, we all started the job around the same time. It's new roles and we all came from the same division. So it was just easy to connect and like, mm. you know, just so I have Christy and I have Autumn. They just get me. Uh, you know, what I mean, I don't they just get it and I love it. Um, and so, yes. And then how do you tell a family member you don't like their food? Luckily, little me did that already. So my family knows what food <laughs> I like and what I don't like. 
Um, and usually it's other people saying, oh, he doesn't eat that. So I don't even have to say it. It's hard <laughs> oh, to my advantage. You know? And um, growing up, I was also very picky with food. Mm. So it looks, has a weird texture. I'm probably not going to do it. So let's just I get that. No, no menudo, no, no chicken feet. No. Oh, were you a menudo eater? <laughs> you know what? Not recently. I love the sopa. I mean, like the caldo, you know, yeah, portion of yeah. like I'll have the caldo with tortillas and that's it. Okay. Yeah. I love it. And you and you see Daniel's come to the house um, and he he just eats everything my family eats. He loves yeah. he's had cueritos and I I don't do cueritos. I'm just <laughs> they're yummy. Yeah, I just good, it's yeah. a mental block for me. I just remember what it is and I'm like, no, nope, not for me. But I don't not I don't hate it. That right now, okay. All right, and then think of a scary movie. Uh, reason people get killed, uh, y'all. Why do people have to split up? Why do people have to split up you're gonna be the safest in the largest group right and much like you both said if there's a thud in the basement i'm not gonna go check out the freaking thud no it's gonna thud and i'm just you know what i'm calling my family and i'm going to their house right (laughs) maybe they get me in the car but at least i'm actively running away from the from the noise from the thing Mm -hmm. right so yeah i agree there's just so many things like people splitting up um but that's just one of the biggest things yeah no brainer <laughs> All right. Um, in wrapping up the episode, Brenda, we wanted to ask if our listeners want to get a hold of you, um, want to connect with you in any kind of way. Is there uh, social media or any way to communicate with you that works? Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, I'm recently getting roasted on TikTok right now. It's, it's, oh, I saw y'all went viral. <laughs> I I'm kind of doing that. that, so you can go check that out. <laughs> My whole team is getting roasted, but it's a it's a funny thing, you know. I'm here for it. Um, but anyways, and that's uh, Rodriguez Brenda TV on those three okay. platforms, and then on Twitter, that is my least favorite uh, platform, but that's um, Brenda KTVB. And then on Instagram, we'll also be having our um, for, uh, we have like our KTVB in Espanol content as well on those platforms, oh. rather. Um, but I do just want to mention quickly that there are now four spanish-speaking uh people at my station now and we're all we're now forming that ktvb in espanol and today just this is a secret i was i just posted it on my um instagram but we are doing our promos for ktvb in espanol and that's where we're gonna announce all the all the that's so amazing i'm so happy (laughs) but that's it i love that i was gonna say i did see i did see your video pop up in my for you page and i (laughs) saw that went viral i was like hey she kind of looks familiar and then i saw your post on instagram so so i'm not on the tiktoks um i have an account i think but i haven't i haven't been on it what did you do what did you what what did you do that you're getting roasted well um maybe you can figure this out without me actually saying it but um there's this like trend going on it's uh the song is touch my body and it's like a couple people from your station doing the dance and so Uh usually from the recent ones I mean we just talked about the lack of diversity in the newsrooms and when it comes to dancing oh okay I'm I'm connecting the dots say no more 
uh, for all our listeners, be on the lookout. We will repost on our social media, Brown Sound Podcast. You need to see it. Say no more, sis. I got it. <laughs> all right. So any last thoughts before we wrap up our episode? No. Um, I just want to say, oh, I'll just say thank you for, you know, coming on our podcast. Thank you for your time today. I know we've had a few technical difficulties here, and I know that can be, that's just a lot sometimes. So I definitely thank you for, you know, pushing through and appreciate you know your time and looking forward to seeing all the good things that you'll be doing you know for the treasure valley area and for your community so you definitely have a supporter up here in northern idaho on the on the res so shout out to you thank you i really do appreciate that it makes me so happy to just know that we're all just a community supporting each other so thank you um and then for me i just want to thank you again for giving your time and uh your authentic self and energy to the podcast today i've learned so much um and it's inspiring to see people like you doing what you're doing so continue the great work um and you know i continue just i i can't wait to see what you'll do because you, the uplifting spotlighting um the challenges the successes that our community have um and do are, are it's just everything right and so the sky's the limit and you're inspiring the the next generation like we're really old or something the next generation <laughs> i know <laughs> uh, to, to, like, old, but... to reach for <laughs> hey we're as young as we feel so and no. also the youngest in your right face, though. that's true daniel in perspective i am not just kidding, but... i'm like it's not uh, saying much i've seen your co-workers that make sense you're <laughs> No, we're hey. young. <laughs> Don't shade my coworkers. Only I can do that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, Brendo, you're always invited back here anytime you want. Open invitations to the Brown Sound, um, and uh, you know we'll go from there. So uh, let's let's really quickly before we give our last spiel, what is a thorn and a rose? What's a good moment um, and a not so favorite moment of being on the episode? Let's be a little vulnerable here. All right, <laughs> um, my. Th- Thorn. Uh, we'll go with the, yeah, let's go with the thorn first. I feel like that, let's end on a positive note for the end. But the thorn, I would say, is really like talking about the challenges because I, I sometimes just look at myself and be like, dang, I wish, I wish someone would have told me. I wish someone could have guided me. Right. Yeah, um, so just talking yeah. about that kind of like gets me emotional um but i'm just glad that i can be um helpful for the next person in line um but my rose i would say is all the cheese up in here like this is amazing <laughs> like i my mom calls me she doesn't tell people i'm a reporter she says that i'm a professional cheesemosa um <laughs> say that in english what's a cheesemosa uh, uh, a gossip uh, you're a professional a gossip girl. yeah whatever yeah. um so anyways i'm a professional cheesemosa so <laughs> i I love all the cheese that goes on here. I'm here for it. <laughs> all right, Daniel. Um, I guess my thorn would just be, you know, I I don't really have one. I think we had a lot of good conversations today. Um, I guess just the tech problems here and there, but my rose would just be, you know, getting to share or getting to learn, you know, your experience and getting to, you know, learn more about who you are and the things you do for your community. I think that's very cool and very inspiring. So, um, yeah, there's no thorns on my rose today. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are good roses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thorn for me, uh, you know that we can't have you here more often um it, it's always good to be able to have someone come in that's 
like us, looks like us, um, and is kicking butt at their thing that they're doing. So, you know, I we're going to continue to hopefully bring in more folks, um, different industries. And so I, I just want to thank you for being great representation of you um, and for being your authentic you with us today. Uh, and so that kind of went into my rose, I guess. <laughs> and uh, that's that's all I got. Uh, okay. Any any last thoughts? No, I guess just to wrap things up, if you haven't yet, give us a follow on Instagram at Brownsound podcast if you feel it in your heart to give us a five-star rating on apple or spotify or wherever you listen to us at please do so and if you don't feel it in your heart then just keep it your opinion to yourself (laughs) but anyways thanks for tuning in we will be back next week and yeah we'll see you later adios bye and muchas gracias for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with you all today and make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast for partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us, you can shoot us a DM on Instagram. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only. 